This podcast is brought to you by Knowledge at Wharton. Welcome to Knowledge at Wharton. I'm Angie Bessioni. As consumers, we love to share our opinions. We can't wait to leave that scathing one-star review on a product that we hated or tell our friends about the delicious restaurant we tried last night. There's plenty of marketing research on what we like to talk about, but far less on how we like to talk about it. Is talking better than writing, like when you need to speak to the manager, or is writing more effective at influencing consumers? Wharton marketing professor Jonah Berger explores these different ways of communicating in his latest research paper, which is titled Expression Modalities, How Speaking Versus Writing Shapes Word of Mouth. It was published in the Journal of Consumer Research and co-authored by Matthew Rockledge, a marketing professor at Northeastern University, and Grant Packard, a marketing professor at York University in Toronto. Jonah is here with us today. Jonah, it is great to have you back. It's been a few. Thanks so much for having me. So let's start with an overview of this paper. What were you and your co-authors trying to ascertain here? Yeah, so I don't have to tell you that uh, companies, consumers, uh, other marketplace actors are constantly uh, communicating, right? So uh, if we think about consumers, for example, we share word of mouth, products we like, services we don't like, experiences that we've had. Uh, Companies communicate with consumers through customer service um, and other means. Uh, Financial service agents uh, talk to their clients or prospects. Doctors talk to their patients. Uh, Politicians talk to prospective voters. So a range of marketplace actors are constantly uh, communicating with various audiences of, of one way or another. Um, and we think a lot about what we want to say, uh, but we don't often think a lot about the medium or modality we communicate through, right? So, so sometimes we use a spoken means, like, like you and I are at the moment, right? Uh, mm-hmm. We are talking to one another. Uh, we are using our voice uh, to communicate. Uh, similarly, you might talk to someone face-to-face. You might talk to them over the phone. Both of those means uh, modes are usually speaking using your voice to communicate ideas. In other situations, we use writing, right? We text someone, we send an email, um, uh, we write a presentation um, that they may read at a later date. Um, And the question we wondered is whether this seemingly subtle shift, speaking versus writing, might shape what we communicate. Uh, whether the medium we communicate through might in some sense shape the message, right? So um, as a consumer, you know, think about uh, whether you're communicating with someone, maybe you have a, uh, a product uh, that you love or you hate and you want to tell someone about it. Would calling them on the phone versus writing them an email lead you to share different things about that experience? Or, or take a company, for example. You know, many companies right now are, are thinking about whether to shift customer service from a traditionally spoken means. Uh, usually, you call customer service, you wait online uh, on, on hold, and eventually they get to you to speak to a service agent. But many companies now are shifting to a written means. You text uh, either through your computer or through your phone with these service agents. Might that shape what you, the consumer, communicate or what the agents communicate? And how might that affect how that interaction goes? And so these are the type of questions we're interested in studying, both does it change what we produce, the language we produce, but also in some sense, the consequences of that language and and how that may shape the downstream outcomes of, of that interaction was thinking about your paper recently because I had a text exchange for customer service, which was the first time I had done that. And it did make me think about how I approached my communication very differently than if I had spoken to the agent on the phone. So that brings me to the studies in your research. You conducted six of them for this paper. Can you tell us about them and the results that you found? Sure. And, and, and just before answering that question, I'll just mention, you know, technology has changed the way 
we interact with all sorts uh, of conversation partners from uh, colleagues and peers to companies and organizations. And so we're kind of wondering how does these how do these shifts change the interactions that occur? So we ran a number of studies for this paper. I'm going to skip over a few of them and just get to the main ideas. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, our first study we just wanted to see you know does this happen in the field, right? So you know if we go out there in the real world uh, and we look at things that people write and things that people share through voice. Do they differ? Do they differ in a particular way we might expect? And what might the consequences uh, of that be? So we went out there and we got thousands uh, of reviews, uh, written reviews from Amazon.com, and we got thousands of spoken reviews uh, from YouTube, and we analyzed the language contained in them. So the written reviews, you obviously see the language already. The spoken reviews, we transcribe those to get the words contained in there. And importantly, we match the products, right? So if we looked at a certain type of product on Amazon and a completely different type of product on YouTube, wouldn't be surprising if people use different language. But what we did here is we picked categories where we could find the same product, same exact thing being talked about on Amazon and YouTube to see whether the way that people talked about it differed based on the modality they communicated through. And what we found uh, is that written reviews were much less emotional. What do I mean by that? Well, they use less emotional language uh, than than spoken ones. Um, uh, They use less highly emotional words and use a little bit more, in some sense, cognitive uh, language, more sort of um, uh, explaining what something does or describing it even in positive terms, not using very emotional language. And further, it wasn't just kind of a difference that was out there. That difference had an important impact. So we we found that reviews that uh, used less emotion were, in fact, less impactful. Uh, Mm -hmm. People found them as less helpful uh, and less useful. And so it seemed like, hey, not only is there a language difference here, but but it has an impact. Now, you can see that study and say, oh, that's interesting. But, you know, there's so many differences between Amazon and YouTube, between different people writing different reviews. How do you know it's really about speaking versus writing that's changing things? And so we did a very, I'll call it simple, not, not completely simple, but pretty simple experiment where we reduce everything else and we make it disappear. Mm-hmm. We take a set of people, we ask them to talk about a restaurant, and we either ask them to speak about their thoughts about that restaurant or write about it. So talk uh, as you would into a microphone uh, like we're doing now, as you would if you were calling a friend, uh, for example, and telling them about your experience or write down that experience as if you were texting or emailing your friend uh, about it. And even though it was the same exact people randomly assigned to these two conditions, talking about the same thing, a restaurant, merely changing how they communicated, the mode they communicated through speaking versus writing, changed what they talked about. We found the same thing where speaking was much more emotional and writing was less emotional. And so I won't talk about all the other studies, but what we found is that this is driven in some sense by deliberation. That's a word that kept coming up in your paper that really caught my attention. The idea that when people sit down to write something, they experience that in their brains in a much more deliberate way, um, as opposed to when we're just talking about it. So can you go into that a little bit? What what is the key here with deliberation? Yeah, that's one thing I find really fascinating about this paper is, again, when we are producing language, when we are producing content. We don't think a lot about how you know the mode we're communicating through speaking versus writing is is changing that content, but but think for a moment about this interaction that we're having, right? You asked me a question, um, and I trying to be a good interviewee. I, I took a little notes beforehand, so I have some notes on the page uh, in in front of me, um, but I'm still responding on the fly, figuring out exactly what words to use. Um, and in most spoken interactions, we don't even have notes ahead of time, so we're thinking about what to say and producing it in some sense at the same time. We don't have a lot of time to think about what to say or how to organize it. Contrast that with writing, 
right? When, when someone asks you something over a written communication or you respond to them using written communication, you have a lot of time to think about and construct what to say, right? Uh, you can uh, think about, first of all, what would be a good thing to say, or you can try saying something, and if it doesn't work, edit it. You can reorganize things. You can change them in particular ways. And so you have a lot more time to deliberate before producing that content. It's also easier to edit. And so those differences between those two modalities change what we end up producing, not just in terms of emotional language, but in other types uh, of language as well. And so it's not just that we have some ideas and we happen to communicate them through whichever means we communicate them through, but the means we communicate them through actually change what we end up communicating by the nature of those mediums themselves. Well, I know this has nothing to do with marketing research, but what you're getting at here is it makes me think about how they always tell you, like, never, uh, never talk to your boss when you're angry, write it down and then sit on it for a few minutes <laughs> because you'll be more deliberate in what you want to say. Um, but but so, you can even think about the same idea in terms of negotiating, right? right? So imagine you're negotiating with someone. If you, the more sort of notes and things you write down ahead of time, the more organized you can be in your thoughts. Not only are you, yes, less emotional when you write, but you can do a number of different things to organize in some sense the content that you end up producing. And I know when I say produce content, you know, nowadays when we think about content, we think about like online content, right? We think about social media posts or things along those lines. But when you're speaking to your boss, you're producing content. When you're a financial service agent talking to a prospect, you are producing content. You're producing language that can impact the audience you are communicating with. And the mode we communicate through can, can shape that discussion. Well, I mentioned earlier that there are a lot of studies out there on what consumers like to talk about, but there are fewer studies on how they communicate. And so this is one of those studies. What does this study contribute to the field? You know, I think this is um, one of an emerging set uh, of papers that's beginning to look at how the medium shapes the message. Um, and, and so, you know, many years ago, um, we shifted, uh, you know, the, the advent of the typewriter or the computer made it easier to have written communication. Uh, more recently, text messages made it much easier uh, to shoot off quick missives to, to other people. Um, and now even companies use those to interact with clients. At the same time, though, now, some of uh, us may have begun to experience with voice to text, right? The, the content is delivered to the audience through text, but we are speaking it to record it, right? You may shoot off a text message, not by writing it with your fingers, but by speaking into your iPhone because it's easier. You may write an email using the dictation function uh, in Microsoft Office. Um, and similarly, lots of companies and organizations are thinking about, great, if I could choose speaking versus writing or even other dimensions, right? Uh, is texting versus email? How should I communicate with the audiences I want to communicate with? And so this paper is helping us understand how the mediums can shape the message, how the way we produce this content can shape the content that ends up being produced. As you mentioned, this is a part of an emerging set of papers on how the medium shapes the message. And I know that you focus so much of your research on communication. So I'm curious which one you think is better, writing or speaking. I know as a former news journalist who's worked in both online print and television, I have my thoughts about that, but I'd love to hear what yours are. Yeah, so the, the fun thing about this is the answer is it depends. It depends. It's not that speaking is better than writing. And it's not that writing is better than speaking. It depends on what you're trying to achieve with that interaction, right? So um, if you want to be more careful and reasoned, well, writing is pretty good. It gives you the time to construct and find what you're going to say. Um, at the other hand, we have a lot of data in this paper that suggests, hey, emotional content is often more impactful. Not always, 
but often more impactful in a positive way. So if you want to be impactful, well, speaking can, can be good, to be persuasive, to change other, others' minds. You know, as a website, do I want to use spoken or written reviews? Well, that choice is going to impact not only what kind of content people produce, but how likely it is that that content is going to be persuasive. So if I'm a brand, for example, and I'm encouraging people to create reviews, product reviews, it might be better to get them to speak because they'll be more emotional. And in many, though not all product categories, that might be more persuasive. Similarly, we talked about customer service, right? The, the mode of interaction may shape the nature of that interaction. If I'm a doctor or a lawyer, you know, you could say, okay, well, uh, I want to reason through my arguments first. Sure, I do. So I want to write them down. But, well, if I want to be particularly persuasive, maybe I need to be sure that that's not sucking out all the emotion because that may make it feel sort of lifeless when, when I communicate it. So I think it's really understanding the impact we want our communications to have and then taking a step back and, and analyzing the language it, it itself. And so, um, uh, you know, I think there's a lot of interesting questions here to be answered uh, in future research, but, but the main idea is understanding the interaction between the medium and the message. I agree with you. As a communicator, I've always believed that it's important to meet people wherever they are, however the message gets through to them. And I think that your study really builds on that idea. So what is next for this emerging set of research? What's next for your line of study? <laughs> yeah, you know, my my new book, Magic Words, talks all about these things, all about how language shapes interactions um, and the way um, that uh, language plays a role in almost every aspect of our lives. Um, we are doing other research on speaking versus writing. But as I mentioned, it's, it's not just speaking versus writing, right? So take email and text. Both of those are written communications. So you might say, okay, well, they don't differ, but they actually differ quite a, a bit, right? Um, the, the way you construct an email is different than the device often you produce uh, text over. Even controlling for the device, even emailing and texting on your phone, there are norms associated with one versus the other that might shape what you communicate. Similarly, take social media on your phone versus social media on your PC. Again, there, the, the channel's the same, but the device uh, is, is different. And so some of my colleagues at Wharton have some great work on sort of how devices begin um, to, to shape our, our communications. And so I think all of these, whether it's modality, whether it's channel, whether it's devices, all of these things shape what we produce uh, and the downstream consequences of it, whether we convince that client, whether the customer gets off that interaction being satisfied or dissatisfied. And so whether we're companies, whether we're consumers, or whether we're other marketplace actors, it's important to understand how the, that medium shapes the message. Absolutely. Thanks for mentioning your book, Magic Words. It's coming out next month, correct? In March? It is, yes. And I hope you come back and talk to us about it. I'd be happy to. <laughs> Thanks, Jonah, for being here today. The paper is titled Expression Modalities, How Speaking Versus Writing Shapes Word of Mouth. If you enjoyed this podcast, you can find more just like it on our website, where you can also find all our articles on the latest research in business. For Knowledge at Wharton, I'm Angie Bassini. Thanks for listening. For more insight from Knowledge at Wharton, please visit knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu. 